Hi team, welcome back to Becoming a Doctor. I'm Kira, a third year medical student at the University of Birmingham. And I'm Lucy, a second year medical student at the University of Cambridge. Welcome back to our podcast series where we bring you honest insights about life as a medical student, discuss current affairs and talk to guests to inform and motivate you on your journey to becoming a doctor. Welcome to our Open Pod mini-series where we interview medical students from all different medical schools. We'll pick their brains and ask all the important questions you would have asked on an open day. There's an awful lot to consider when choosing your medical school, but don't worry, we break it down with our one-to-one guests to help you make the most informed decision possible. So, don't let a global pandemic get in the way of choosing the medical school that's right for you. So, even if you're not in year 12, now is the best time to start prioritising what you want in your medical school. You'll be there for five or six years and you're definitely going to want to enjoy it, so make sure you think about location, the type of course, clinical contact and intercalation, and these are all things we're going to discuss with our guests in each of our Open Pod episodes. Before we jump into this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media at how to become a doctor with Dr. Svelte DR, where we'll be posting behind the scenes, doing live Q&As and much more. Welcome to today's Open Pod episode. We're joined by Sarah, who's a medical student at Dundee. And without further ado, Sarah, would you be able to just introduce yourself to our listeners and let them know what year you're in and a little bit about you? So hi, my name is Sarah. I'm a first year medical student at Dundee University. Would you be able to just talk a little bit about what, how the course is delivered in first year and what sort of things you get up to? Okay, so Dundee is well known for both its medical school and the city in general. Um, The medical school takes a more practical approach rather than other medical schools around Scotland and the UK. Um, So you get very early patient contact right from the start of first year um, in the first few weeks. Dundee has an integrated curriculum, so not all the teaching is lecture based. We also have the tutorials that are run, we've got clinical skills session, and they just involve learning the more practical skills of medicine. So doing history taking and physical examination um, from really early on. So you're in the clinical skills center, which is where all this takes place from the second week of first year. So it's quite, you're right thrown, not thrown in there, you're quite put in there. And it's the clinical skill center is like brilliantly equipped. You've got all the kind of latest equipment and it's really the staff and the team there is brilliant at helping you out. Um, so it does seem a bit daunting at the start, you know, to be learning all these physical examinations, but it works really well alongside the lecture and the tutorial teaching because it really integrates. So you're not just learning about, for example, the cardiovascular system and all this theory. You're also learning how to practically assess for the findings and, you know, how to see those signs in a patient. So it's really, it kind of links together really well. Uh, so we also do microbiology sessions within the medical school, which they've got labs made for, and they've got GP tutor sessions. So personally, from my own experience, I find Dundee's teaching style very effective because it's not just the one means that they go about. It's not just all lectures. It's not repetitive. You're constantly changing the way you're learning. So it's kind of makes it easier, more interactive and fun to learn. The thing I loved about medical school when I started was in the first week of first year, you're put into groups, so into A, B, C, and D, and they're further divided into smaller groups, so A1, A2, A3, A4. And each group has about 10 to 12 students, and you're with these students right for all your small group sessions, all your tutorials. And I think that's really useful, especially when you're coming into university and you're trying to settle in. It's not like moving from primary school to secondary. You don't go with all your friends. You often go with no one. So it's really handy to have these 10, 12 friends or 10, 12 people that you know right from the start and you're with them right till the end of third year. So I find that that really helps, you know, find some settlement Mm -hmm. in university. 
Definitely. So you mentioned tutorials and we always, when we've been recording these episodes, we keep, we ask people what they do and they'll say tutorial or they'll say PBL. And one of the things we've been noticing is that what that means is so different at different universities. So can you just tell me a bit more about what a tutorial means at Dundee? Okay, so um, so we don't do PBL like your typical like Glasgow offers. We don't do PBL at Dundee. So our tutorials are normally integrated with the lecture-based teaching. So we often have lectures, for example, on a condition, and your tutorials in the afternoon um, normally will look at that condition, put in a more clinical pe- presentation. So how a ca- uh, case would present to your GP surgery, how they would present to the hospital, and then they would show you as a medical student, as a doctor, what you would do step by step. Lectures often, they kind of give you the textbook version of how cases present, but with case discussions and tutorials, it allows you to look at what complications can happen or how specific situations can present. But it goes hand in hand with the lecture teaching. It really consolidates that information. And I personally find that learning them as you're imagining a patient is so much more easier than just kind of learning a condition, just kind of textbook information-wise, putting that into a patient scenario, how someone would come to me if I was a doctor and what signs and symptoms I'd be looking for and what tests I would do. It makes it easier. So they go hand in hand and it really it does help consolidate that knowledge. Okay. So how many tutorials would you have a week? Uh, you can have, you normally have a couple of them a week. Um, Dundee does do a bit of PBL styles. They don't, they don't integrate PBL into their system, but they've got kind of PBL style sessions. Uh, in first year, you've got cardiovascular block um, as your third block and in that they do kind of PBL style where you get a scenario so this you get your lectures at the start of the week and you normally have your session on Tuesday or Wednesday and you get a scenario and it's uh, someone's presented with symptoms and it's normally a condition that's been discussed in the lectures earlier on so you're not doing research that's too much and there's questions underneath or questions you generate yourself on what complications they have or things that you'd want to answer or further questions you would want to ask. And then come back at the end of the week again and each member of the group has taken away a question and they've researched it or they've tried to find the answer for it. And they brought their findings back together and we discuss it. And it really consolidates kind of the information in the cardiovascular block because it's so big and it's um, sometimes really hard for people to get their head around. Um, So they do do that, which I know is kind of similar to how PBL works, but they, it's more of a tutorial based rather than PBL. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just so that I'm clear in my head then, so you're, you have your lectures and then to break that down a little bit further, you go into smaller groups in tutorials and what you'll do in those is look at sort of atypical cases, but it's not, it's not like you're solving a problem, it's still someone's teaching you in that tutorial. Yeah, so you can have, um, for example, if you're looking at something, some respiratory condition, you can have that this patient's presented with this condition and you're doing an examination and your investigation findings and they'll put them on the screen and they'll give you time in your groups to discuss what it is. So it's normally facilitated by a lecturer or um, some medical uh, professional, some healthcare professional. And they normally take the session. So they give you the time to break off into your groups. So it's not just a case of them answering all the questions. They give you the time to discuss and then you bring it back together. Um, so often it does lead to a discussion around the room because some groups had one interpretation of it and some groups had another. It's really useful that way. It is a bit more self-directed. You do get the information that you have to find out. But again, you talk within your groups and you kind of figure it out that way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So. 
we kind of talked about how some of the content will be covered, but what about anatomy? How is anatomy taught? So anatomy in Dundee is taught by dissection. So that's kind of different to a lot of universities that do prosection. Uh, so with dissection, we normally have our anatomy lectures. Uh, if you were to take, for example, normally on a Monday morning, um, you have your anatomy lecture and then you're in the dissection lab for about an hour and a half to two hours. Each group has their own cadaver. So a group of about five or six people, four or five people, sorry, have their own cadaver. And you use this right through the year. And at the end, we have their anatomy, uh, funeral for them. So you get the lecture where they kind of go through the theoretical side and what nerves and things you're looking for. And then you go and you dissect them yourself. So it's really handy because the hands-on approach, especially seeing where organs are in comparison to each other, really visualizing the organs is so much more. And you wouldn't believe how different it is to seeing a picture of just, you know, like a picture of the abdomen. You can see where the organs are and it looks so clear. And then you go and you see an actual cadaver and it's so different, but it really does help. Um, but the, on the flip side, it's important to also understand that it is time consuming. So uni universities that offer prosection obviously takes less time. You can go, the prosections are ready for you and you go and examine them. But personally, from kind of hearing about both sides, I still find those dissection takes a bit longer. It really builds that knowledge better and it allows you to revise as well as you're going along. So, I mean, each depends on what type of person you are. A lot of people going into dissection, it does seem daunting because, you know, you've never done anything like that in secondary school where many people are coming from. Um, but there's d demonstrators around the room, there's anatomists, so you're not just sent into a room on your own. And the other thing is having that group of another three or four people allows you that you're not always dissecting. Sometimes, you know, you're the one holding the book open or you're the one reading through the dissection manual. So you've got your team there to support you. So it's not just one-on-one -on -one with you and the cadaver. You've got your demonstrators and you've got your teams. So you've got that whole support network there. So it's nothing to be afraid of. And if you are ever panicked about, you know, I can't do this or I don't want to do this, you've got so much staff there and peers there that you can just talk to. Yeah, um, definitely. So how long is the course at Dundee? Is it five years or is it six years? So Dundee, the course is five years. Um, so you, can, you do have the choice to intercalate between third and fourth year. But it's not compulsory. Um, some people do choose to do it. It's kind of a decision. Some people try to make that decision first year that they're going to intercalate. But some people, you might want to make that decision when you're closer to the time, seeing how you're feeling about, you know, do you want to graduate or do you want to kind of take some time and, you know, do like an uh, intercalated degree. Um, so the course otherwise is five years. Um, and in that you start first to third year is normally kind of theory based so you only have lectures and you you do do your clinical um, patient contact and you have that but you're not in that many placements and then fourth and fifth year is primarily just kind of rotating around different specialties and different placements and getting a more practical sense of what you've been taught in the first three years. You mentioned we talked a little bit about the hospitals and you go on to placement but which trust is Dundee affiliated with and how many hospitals can we get posted to? One thing is worthwhile mentioning is that the Dundee Medical School is situated as an attachment to the local hospital. So it's not on campus. I, I was going to mention this later when I was talking about accommodation, but it makes sense to say now that the medical school itself is not on campus with the other biomedical sciences and the other facilities. It's on, um, it's a kind of an attachment to the hospital. So with that, with it being attached to the hospital, it makes it easier to do a lot more clinical patient contact because 
you've got, like I said, you know what I was saying about doing it from first year, you might be imagining you making that trip to the local hospital or so with it being attached, we've got patients that are, they volunteer to come in and help us out with our clinical scale session, which is once a week. Um, and in that you practice your clinical, um, your physical examinations and your history taking. And you normally have simulated patients. So it's not just practicing on each other as peers. You also get to practice on kind of local um, just like the public and they offer to come in and there with Dundee having been uh, the medical school being situated in the hospital for many many years now the patients are quite aware of the fact that you know there's medical students around um, but with doing placements in Dundee they're normally in Nine Wells Hospital which is the kind of local Dundee hospital or alternatively some people are sent to Perth and Perth is about half an hour drive away um, yeah. And Perth Royal Infirmary and Nine Mills are kind of the two main hospitals you do any hospital work at. You're not sent to Perth too regularly, um, especially in first, second year. You're kind of sent maybe once or maybe twice even in the year. So it's nothing, you're not having to regularly kind of plan for those trips. But with there being a lot of local GPs um, in first year, you're often given a GP tutor, which is kind of a local GP that's kind of happy to tutor you once a month normally is so your small group will go to either they'll go to the gp surgery where that gp is placed at mm -hmm. or the gp will come to the hospital and you'll get to run through you know that gp can choose to teach you in any which way they normally kind of teach you in um, correlation with what you're learning in lectures but they can teach you from their own uh, cases that they've had and kind of experiences they've had or cases in the past but obviously that's more and more challenging with dundee being such a small city and third fourth and fifth year medical students normally doing placements you don't get to do that much placement, but still you've, you can get a lot of patient contact from within the hospital. You can choose different wards. Sometimes it's handy to go to a ward that you're learning the topic of, or sometimes like if you're learning uh, gastroenterology, you can go to the GI ward. Or sometimes it's handy to go to a completely different ward just to practice talking to patients. Um, so mm -hmm. it's really, it's really fun and it's really handy, I find it. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for all that detail on the course type. I think it'll be really helpful to our listeners because even though, yeah, there are a lot of similarities between medical schools, there are also a lot of differences and hopefully that day-to-day -day kind of account will really help them in their decision-making. So we know what it's like to be a medical student at Dundee now, but what about just a student in general at the university? Would you be able to talk a bit about how you find life as a student? Yeah, so student life in Dundee is really active. Um, like I said before, Dundee is really known actually for student life because it's such a small city and a lot of its population is students. Um, so when you do go in summer, um, it's quite an empty city because a lot of it is made from the student population. But it is very active. I stayed on campus in my first year and I had within on campus you've got the union, which is kind of a two minute walk away. So you've got that, they run a lot of activities. The, the University Student Association. They run a lot of activities. You've got Student Library, which is open till two in the morning um, if you want to study there. You've got the Student Gym, which is ISC, which you can get membership for. But even within the university itself, we've got loads of societies. And this is both run by the university and run by the medical school. Um, so you've got a lot of really competitive and really kind of really active sports societies. You've got rugby and netball and, you know, a lot of people try out for those teams and they're really popular. And then you've also got the societies that are run by the medical school, which obviously have a more medical aspect to them. But again, they're really useful as well to kind of, you know, um, explore different branches of medicine. You've got, you know, the Emergency Medicine Society, Wilderness Society, um, 
the teddy bear hospitals. So you've got all these different societies that allow you to see different branches of medicine. So you don't need to just be constricted to what you're studying that year. You can explore different branches. And it's really good because through the societies, you often meet older medical students. And as you would know, with medical school, the best advice you can actually get is sometimes from older medical students. They've had the same experience that they've been through what you've been through or what you're going through like in the year exams and all that. They've just been through it quite recently. So they give really good advice. The thing about medical school is you don't get past papers like you do in secondary school. So having, talking to uh, senior medical students, sometimes it really gives you really useful tips and advice that they can only get from their own experience. You might not be able to get the same advice from staff. Um, it's kind of a, I've experienced this exam, I'll pass on what kind of worked for me, what didn't work for me. And things, like I said before, Dundee is really small. So it's really easy to access everywhere. The local gym, not the student one, the local gym, shopping center, the bus uh, stops and all that. They're not far away. It's a four or five minute walk at most. But yeah, I definitely recommend for anyone applying to medicine, whichever medical school you go to, to look at joining societies because as you guys would know, that medicine is a tough degree. You know, it does take time up. It's challenging, especially moving, making that transition from secondary school to university. So joining societies, not only do you get to meet older students, you also get to meet students that are non-medical. The thing about having the medical school situated in the hospital in Dundee is you're a bit isolated away from the rest of campus. So you don't get to see that many people. Um, you're often just interacting with medical students or people studying healthcare sciences or dentistry. or You don't get to see people out with a science degree. Um, so it's handy to get involved in society. And otherwise, it also works just to relieve your stress. You know, you don't always want to be reading your books. You know, you want to sometimes get out and about and it's really useful for that. Well that was such a great insight thank you so much. Kira do you think it's time for quick fire time? Yeah I think I think we can move on to quick fire so number one what is the best thing about Dundee's medical school? Oh wow there's honestly a lot of good things about the medical school. The first thing I found when I was choosing the medical school was the fact that you get to meet patients so early on um, and I didn't want to wait till I was a senior medical student to be meeting patients. And it was daunting, if I'm being honest. And medical uh, applying medical students listening in, they would be thinking, this is really worrisome for some, you know, meeting patients in your first week of medical school, you don't think you have the skills, you know, you don't have the communication, you've not learned all the kind of information you need to know. But it's not a case of going and meeting the patients and you're being assessed on it. It's just developing those skills and becoming comfortable around patients. Many of us haven't, you know, you've not had that many patient interactions uh, or spoken to a patient as a kind of medical student. So getting that experience really early on, you get comfortable. Definitely. Thank you. So number two is what's the hardest thing about your course? If you were to have to name one thing, what would it be? Um, the hardest thing about medicine, I think personally, for me was the transition from secondary school to university teaching. So it's a lot more self-directed, involves a lot more discipline. So it is a big change. Some people do come in post-grad and they find it easier. But again, medicine is a very, it's a very unique degree in comparison to others. Everyone does have their challenges coming into the degree, whether you're coming from secondary school or from another degree mm. um, or from any other, if you've taken a gap year. So that transition is quite a big one to make, you know normally used to getting examined every week every other week so you know how your knowledge is doing whereas medicine you go to lectures you don't go to lectures you do the teaching you don't it's up to you you have to have that discipline and you have to direct yourself yeah. but again don't worry too much I don't say this to panic anyone you do have again support and advice from staff and mm -hmm. from 
senior medical students and from your peers as well. And like I said, you've got your small groups and your medic families. So you've got a lot of people around you mm -hmm. to offer that advice to you. Brilliant. Number three, just quickly, is why did you choose Dundee Medical School? That feels like my interview again. Uh, I chose at Dundee. There was, like I said before, there was the early patient contact, which really spoke to me. There was the fact that they do dissection. Um, when I was researching medical schools when I was applying, dissection stood out to me. Uh, like I did say, you have to consider how you are, how you are as a student, what your needs are, whether mm -hmm. dissection is something that you so, seem interested in or does it seem maybe too much or you don't want to do it. So again, it's kind of a personal choice that each person makes. I also chose Dundee because of the city itself. Like I said before, it's a small city. It's a student-based city. Mm. Um, I get that experience of moving away from home. So I get to, you know, have that whole university mm. experience, you know, learning how to do your laundry properly and not changing the color of all your clothes and all that. But it's also, I'm not too far from home, so I can travel back and forth. But there's so many reasons, and you have to make sure that the reasons you're choosing a university fit you as a person, and they can't be reasons that suit your parents or suit your peers or, you know, and the university, well, you have to meet the university's needs. The university equally has to meet your needs as a student. Um, so that's something to consider as well. That's such a good point as well. The university has to meet your needs. You've got a choice in this. And yes, we're running around trying to get them to choose us to let us into the course but actually again you've got to consider mm. that you are you are an asset to them at the end of the day and um and then finally just any couple of tips in general for people applying to medical school or dundee in particular um so applying to medical school there's so many tips that i'll uh, a couple i'll say and you'll think you've heard them before but the one that i was told a lot and it makes more sense to me now that i'm in medical school is be yourself in your personal statement and in your interview and i know that sounds like everyone says that to you but you have your own experiences from the extracurricular activities you've done to Absolutely. the work placements to whatever skills you've learned or developed so your personal statement is the only, in your interviews, only time the university sees you as the person you are and not just as your UK cat or your grade, which are just really just statistics. And they want to see the medical student you'll be and the doctor you'll be. So it's important to consider that. Um, and lastly, so I think it's also important when you're applying that many of us, uh, myself included, we always look at the end goal of becoming a doctor, you know, when you're writing your personal statement as well, we always like, I'll be a great doctor because I have communication skills or etc. So we always look at the end goal, but sometimes we disregard or we forget or it goes to the back of our mind that commitment you're making to five or six years of medical school. So you have to understand that commitment you're going to make. You have to understand that time that it's going to take and you're not just going to go and jump into medical school and become a doctor. It's a lot more than that. So understanding that commitment and you can also use that in your personal statement, you know, not just talking about how your skills are going to make you a brilliant doctor at the end, you know, but also how they're going to make you successful in medical school as a medical student. Um, and I, like I said, myself included, we do forget that it's a process mm. of becoming a doctor. We often just see the end results. So it's important okay. to regard all the steps and have full understanding and have a full commitment to the whole medical journey that you're going to embark on. Yeah, 100%. It's so easy to forget that you're, you're not just applying to become a doctor, you're applying to be a medical student first and foremost. So instead of just saying, I've got all of these skills that's gonna make me an excellent clinician, also say, I've got the, you know, the, the desire to learn so many things and I'm so ready to be this sort of independent new me at university. So really, really good tips there. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did find it helpful, please do share this podcast with others who may also benefit. 
make sure you hit subscribe to be notified when our next episode is released and leave us a review if you're enjoying the podcast and make sure to follow us on instagram at how to become a doctor with dr spelt dr for exclusive quizzes behind the scenes content and to stay up to date with all things how to become a doctor don't forget to follow at MedicMentor2 to learn more about other opportunities to enhance your application. Please do comment under the Instagram posts for each episode if you've got any thoughts, questions, things you like, things we could do differently and what you'd like us to talk about next because we obviously want to do everything we can to support you and let us know and we are very receptive. That's all so take care guys. Have a good one. Bye! Bye.